Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled It's My Time. Here we go. It's been a long time coming. Now my change is on its way. I will not be defeated. My faith will not be swayed. It took a while for me to see the one who has always been there for me. He is my Lord, my Savior, and my Father too. He did what he said he would do. He didn't leave me or forsake me. He is my refuge and my fortress in my times of need. He sees my heartaches and my heartbreaks. He has opened up my eyes to his promises and purpose for my life. He has made me realize that I am more than a conqueror and the victory has been and always will be mine. It's my time to shine. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And yeah, let's elaborate on that. It's my time to shine. So have any of you all ever ran track? And when you're running track, you know, you have like the first string, second string, It's been a minute. I haven't ran in a long time, (laughs) but this is what I remember. So if I get it wrong, charge it to my head, not my heart. However, when you are running, especially like any time that you are doing long distances, you got to literally figure out or your coach figures out who is going to be positioned. So who's going to start it? Who's going to end it? And which part you're going to play? And a lot of it has to do with your strengths. And so one of the one things that you were never supposed to do is drop the baton. I remember that so clearly. Don't drop the baton because I believe it disqualified you. So not only did you have to know which leg you were in, which position you ran, but you also had to make sure you held on to that baton until it was your time to run. And when you ran, you gave it your all. It was no drawing back. It was no, no, honey. You had did all this conditioning beforehand because you knew the minute that the baton was passed to you, it was your time to shine. And how embarrassing is it if as soon as the person is stretching their arm out to you and you start running just a little bit too quickly, next thing you know, they don't ran out of, they don't have no more air in them, honey. They tired. They're, they're ready to like hand you the baton so they can stop running. And so y'all miscalculate. Next thing you know, you done dropped the baton. The whole time in your mind, you're like, don't drop the baton. Don't drop the baton. Don't drop the baton. And next thing you know, you end up dropping it. But then there's times where you didn't drop the baton. And you carried it all the way to the end. If you were the last one, you made sure that you hauled behind. And next thing you know, you hear people in the crowd roaring because they're just like, oh my goodness, she did it. He did it. She did it. He did it. Whichever one 
you were that was winning the race. It was your time. It was your time to shine. And I'm sure if people, in, I'm saying track, but it could have been football when you literally are the one to actually, like maybe you were always sitting on the bench. Maybe you were, every time you looked up, it's like, man, coach, put me in, coach, put me in. And then that one time, for whatever reason, the quarterback, he injured himself or something took place to where you had to replace one of the players. It was your time to shine. We all have those moments. It's not necessarily affiliated with athletics. It could be in the moment of you're having to do a PowerPoint presentation. It could be in a moment that you are literally going for a job interview. I don't know if y'all watch commercials. I'm not sure what part of the land that you're in. But recently, I saw a commercial and it was like I needed my mom to interpret it for me because I was like, what is this? And she was like, she's going on an interview. Because I was literally looking like, none of this makes sense to me. What are they talking about? You go, girl. And <laughs> they, I think they had her name or whatever. But I was like, what is this? She's in a nice car. Okay, I'm trying to get the plot of this commercial. <laughs> and then my mom was like, I said, mom, what is this? And she said, she's going on an interview. I was like, oh, that's sweet. Her friends are cheering her on and they're telling her that you got this. You're going to get it. You are. It's already in your hand. Just hold your head up high. It's your time to shine. And so, yeah, then I kind of smiled because I thought that was the sweetest thing. But beforehand, I was like, what in the world am I looking at? <laughs> but I said that to say, we all have moments in our lives where we have an opportunity to shine. And you'll, you know, you actually know when it's your time to do just that. And one of the reasons why I believe that you know is because the universe has a way of like confirming things. So strangers will start coming up to you, <coughs> excuse me, recognizing certain things about you. Um, you'll be somewhere and let's say like there's a word. And only you and the Lord know the specific word. You haven't discussed it with nobody. You ain't wrote it down nowhere. You pretty much have just been saying, well, Lord, if I hear this word, then I know that it's you. And it's just you and him. You haven't written it anywhere. It's just in your thought. That's all, as far as it's gone. And next thing you know, you hear that word three or four times in one week. Or it may be a message that you heard a while back. And then out of nowhere... That message either replays again from a memory um, re or you're going through your actual archives of your phone and you're just like, oh, my goodness, I remember this message. It was the reason why I saved this. Let me go on and play replay. And when you play, when you literally play replay, you're like, I needed that. I needed that. I needed to hear these words again. I needed to reaffirm myself. I needed to know that. I'm on course, like I'm on track. Yes, it may seem as if I'm not picking up traction enough or fast enough, but I'm on track. And so there will be little bitty things that occur in your world, in your life, where you're just like, okay, I think I got this. I think it's time. I think some of y'all say jump. Some of you say, you know, um, stepping out on faith. Some of you say it is my time to shine. However it is that you convey it, it pretty much means the same thing. 
is that whenever it's time for you to jump, it's time for you to jump, honey. Whenever it's time for you to have that breakthrough or get that breakthrough, I feel as if if you truly are in tune with what it is that you desire, if you are truly in tune in terms of the direction that you're heading, that whenever, I'm just going to say the stars align, I believe that you begin to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is what I am supposed to be doing at this point in my life. So I remember one time I was working at this job. And so um, th this particular job, y'all know me, I like to bounce back and forth. <laughs> just roll with me, okay? Just roll with me. So this particular job, I had been working there. I know it had not been that long. It might have been two years. Might have been two years. And so um, I remember going from one position to another position to another position. So one of the positions, the second position that I had pretty much um, gotten promoted to, it was a selection of the boss, that boss at the time. And so he had seen me in a certain light. And so he wanted to accentuate the positive in me. He noticed a lot of strengths that I had. And so he wanted to take the time out to maximize those strengths. So before I knew it, I was in the presence of presidents of various companies talking about million dollar accounts, checks and balances. And I was like, how did I get here? And I literally would have to do the spreadsheet. I would have to do the calculation. I would have to do the presentation and let them know, like, you know what? This is, I believe, after my analysis and after all the data that I've collected, I believe this is the reason why this account fell short. I believe this is the reason why this account was overdrawn. And I would have to go and didn't even know that I was in training at the time. Had not a clue that I was in training at the time. However, although I had received that promotion and although he was accentuating the positive strengths that I had, what I also recognize is that that's not where my heart desire was at. So yes, he recognized that those were my strengths, but that's not where I wanted to remain. I actually have a paralegal studies background, so I wanted to be more in that element. Fast forward. So... I get a second promotion and it was in, on the patent team. So now, you know, I was helping everyone on that team. I was doing the patents and I got approached by the manager at that new manager. And she was like, there's a position coming up. I need for you to apply for the position. So the way that she had communicated it to me, it appeared or sounded like, um, appeared as a wrong word, uh, sounded as if I was guaranteed that promotion. So I put all my ducks in a row, did everything I needed to do, went on the interview. Okay, so now it's time for them to tell us what the decision is. And I was denied for that position, for the promotion. So I sat there for, a, I think I pondered on it, maybe a good, maybe 30 minutes. It wasn't long, I could tell you that much. It wasn't long. Then I thought about it and I was like, I know my worth. I know my worth. So I walked in to the head office and I was like, I just have a few questions to ask you. And of course, they were looking at me like, OK, where is this coming from? And I said, 
So the person that you chose, could you please elaborate why it is that you chose this person over me? And then they went on to say that the person had tenure. Well, that person's tenure, they had been with the company at that time. They had been with the company for a decade. So the way that I reasoned in my mind was, so are you telling me that I'm going to have to pretty much get that much experience under my belt before you're going to consider me for a promotion? I was so bold back then. And so I told them, please consider this my resignation. And I resigned that day. Did not have another job. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm simply sharing a testimony. <laughs> so um, I did not have another job lined up. I did not know where I was going to go. I did not know how my bills were going to get paid. I had not a clue. All I knew is that there was a small voice in the back of my mind where a friend of mine had said to me years ago that resonated with me and literally just started speaking to me in that moment. And she said years ago, and I carry it with me always, know your worth. Other people may never know your worth, but you should know your worth. And so after I was turned down for that promotion, I know some of you are going to be like, okay, you were just being a spoiled brat. And I probably was. But like I said back then, I was super bold. I've grown so much. Trust me, I really have. I've been tried, tested, and proven. But anyhow, <laughs> maybe some of that boldness I need to be having in these days. But anyway, I digress. So um, I ended up not knowing where I was going to go, what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. I just stepped out on sheer, you're worth more than this. That's literally, that was my monetary value at that moment, is that I knew that I was worth more than what they were offering me. So it wasn't even a week later, I landed an interview with a legal department. And the amount of salary that I ended up being offered was double the amount of money that I had left when I just jumped on sheer. I know that I'm worth more than this. <laughs> and so I know that it is possible. But I also know that one of the reasons why I truly believe that it happened the way that it did is because I those words were my fuel. You are worth more than this. And because I had so much confidence in my value and my worth and what it was that I was bringing to the table, I was not going to allow someone else to tell me this is how far you're going to go with us. You can say it, but I don't have to co-sign for it. Because I believe that I could go further than that. And so I said that because sometimes we can get ourselves in a situation. Not necessarily intentionally. Sometimes it's just subconsciously. Where we may know we're worth more than this. That it's our time to shine. But because certain things have transpired in our lives... Before we know it, we may allow fear to be the dictator of our destiny. 
I'm merely sharing this again, not to encourage you to do what I did. <laughs> Please make sure that you are led by the Holy Spirit, by God himself. And even if you don't believe in God, make sure that you are being wise in your well-doing. Do not do certain things that you know that could lead to being homeless or lead to your not having um, transportation or, you know, don't get so bold and be like, I'm just not going to pay my car note because you know what happens when you don't do that, honey. Eventually, you keep on having that mentality. You're going to get your car repossessed. So please do not take what I'm saying and try to apply it to something where it'll have it'll just have you all jacked up if you do it the wrong way. I just merely wanted to share that with you because I have been in that position where I had to make an actual power call of, you know what? I know I deserve better than this. Could I have waited and been strategic? The wise thing could have been to do that. But think about it. If I would have been strategic with the other job opportunity that offered me double, would that have still been available? Chances are no. Because within the time frame that I was trying to be strategic, somebody else could have snatched that position up. But what I will tell you is this, because and I just got to share this because I thought this was so amazing. I really do believe it was by divine design. And the reason why I say that is because I was an hour late to my interview and that for that position. My GPS, for whatever reason, just wasn't working in my favor. So I was going in circles, literally going in circles to the point that I had to rebuke the enemy. Go to the interview. I interviewed with like three different people. And then I get a phone call right after my third interview. And it just so happened, I was thinking that I might get like a a, a little, you know, two or three dollar raise compared to not it's not raised, but, you know, an increase compared to what I came from a week before. That's not what happened. It doubled. And I tried to play it so cool because when the agency contacted me and told me, well, um, what I originally had told you, they're not going to be able to do that. It's a dollar less. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's still double what from what I came from. What are you saying? But I didn't act like that. I acted as, oh, okay, I can work with it. I can work with that. But in my mind, I was rejoicing the entire time. Like my salary just doubled literally within one week. All because I decided to just believe in myself. Take a bet on myself. I believed in doing that and I did it and I won. And so... Yeah, that was that was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience. And that's not the only time. I'm sure that there will be other times that I will be more than happy to share with you all in terms of where I have stepped out on faith. And then I've literally seen the greatest rewards in doing so. Um, but I just like I said, my well, friend of mine was just like, always know your worth. And that has stuck with me through the test of time. A lot of the things that I have done, a lot of accomplishments that I have achieved is because of her, her voice. Always know your worth. And I care. She's gone to be with the Lord now, but I still carry those words 
to this day. But I feel as if it wasn't just her voice. I feel as if it was God telling me that as well. Because I know that I'm made in his image. I know that you're made in his image. And if you're made in his image, guess what? He says nothing is impossible if you believe. So if you believe that you can achieve it, if you believe that I am worth more than this, I would encourage you to be strategic. Even if you know that you're worth, let's say that you're currently in a, in a position, a job position that you're just like, honey, this is beneath me. You know, there are, there are those times. There are those times. If it hasn't happened to you yet, honey, keep living. Then again, you could be one of those people that, You've just learned how to manifest everything. And so that'll never be your testimony. Oh, honey, I wish you would have been in my life years ago. Because then you could have helped me to have that same mentality. <laughs> However, uh, yeah. So in order to, when you're believing that you can achieve anything. When you have that mindset that, let's just say that you are thinking, this is beneath me. This, this right here, this is beneath me. Please be strategic in your planning. Don't allow the current circle. And trust me, the word is a two-edged sword, two sword, honey. So I'm preaching to you, but preaching to me too. Don't allow a temporary situation. Don't make a permanent decision based off of a temporary situation. There have been so many darts thrown in my direction in the course of eight months and I'm not exaggerating eight months and if I would have made a permanent decision based off of temporary circumstances there is absolutely no telling where I would be and I mean that in, in like sincerely but in terms of it could have been real bad. But because I opted to hold on to his unchanging hand, no matter how bad things got, no matter how deep things hurt, no matter how many tears I shed, no matter how many nights I cried, no matter how many times I got angry, no many, matter how many times I was like, Lord, if you don't do it now, I don't know how it's going to get done. No matter how many prayers I prayed, there have been so many times in the course of these past months that throwing in the towel, giving up, that would have been literally a permanent decision in regards to a temporary circumstance. And I am in no way, form, or fashion out of this situation. I'm still in it. But I had to make up my mind because I know that I know that I know that who I serve is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And who I serve, none of the stuff that I've gone through caught him off guard. It could very well be a test. 
this is one of the reasons why I truly believe that you should be surrounded by like-minded people. But also people who have godly wisdom. Because there will be times in your life, trust me, there will be. Where you may second guess yourself, not once, not twice, but three times and more in terms of the path that you have chosen for your life. There may be times that you literally are like, what in the world was I thinking when I said yes to this? And then there's going to be those people, the right people. You got to make sure that they're the right people. That will tell you, first of all, honey, this ain't about you. <laughs> it's somebody that needs to hear what it is that you've been through. There's somebody that needs to hear what you did to overcome. And there's somebody that needs to know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come in the morning. And even though we don't always know how long the weeping is going to last. How long the night is going to last. Just the sheer hope and knowing that joy is going to come in the morning. Sometimes, do you know that that is all a person needs in order for them to get over what it is that they're going through to where they no longer are Thinking of making a permanent decision based off of a temporary circumstance. And I had that conversation with someone very, very recently. Because this individual is hilarious. But someone had the audacity to cause him to question his talents, his gifts, and what it was that he truly does bring to the table. And I had to remind him that it's not about you, but there's somebody out there that the joke that you just cracked to me that had me laughing to the point that I was crying, there could be a person out there that needs to hear that very same joke the same way you put it to me. And then when they start to laugh, it stops them from crying, which changes the trajectory of what they were thinking because a few minutes before they heard your voice, they could have been thinking about trying to take their lives. So I'm like, all this humor that you have is not just for you. It's to be able for you to share the love, spread the love, encourage others, enlighten others, bring the joy I wish I had that gift of a sense of humor to that magnitude where I could just crack jokes like it was nothing. I wish I did. But you know what? I'm not going to be greedy. I'm going to be grateful. Because, you know, I get to ask God for all kinds of things. You know, I wish I had this and I wish I had that. And Lord, why you at it? Can you give me this and can you give me that? And he'll be like, didn't I tell you that greediness is, honey, you getting this all wrong. Stop just, just basking what I bless you with. How about that? Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, because I, I do want you to know that I'm grateful because I really, truly am grateful. So, yeah, but I wanted to encourage him because I was like, this, this is what happens. Sometimes you can have a gift, and I mean an anointed gift, 
that you're listening to the wrong people. You're listening to the wrong people that are not trying to edify you, that are not trying to build you up, that feel insecure in your presence, that don't want to see you shine because of their own insecurities. And you look up and you're like, oh, I just stopped being myself. But why did you stop doing that? Well, because I didn't want to make other people feel uncomfortable around me. Honey, that's not your tribe then. That's all that means. Those people are not your people. That's all that means. You shouldn't have to stop being who you are. You just might have to stop associating with certain people who won't let you be who you are. How about that? So this is going to end my episode on tonight. But y'all know how I love to do it. I love to read a letter to my future hubby. And so I'm going to do that. And... It is dated June the 9th of 2021. It reads, Dear future hubby, Sometimes a person has to just go and pull from the archive. Like the old books. The ones that had you turning each page with anticipation on what was going to happen next. You know those kind of short stories when they ended and you were flipping the pages and mad to see that the next page consisted of the latest coupons instead of a continuation of the juicy short story you had just read? That has always been my favorite part of writing. When you are building the characters and you have folks thinking that you are going in one direction, but then you take a totally different direction. I like when I take those turns and then they are left with their mouths wide open because they definitely didn't see that coming. Truth be told, that's the thrill of it all. When the unpredictable happens. I remember when I was 10 years old, my mother took me to the Diana Ross concert at the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas. That means... This took place over 37 years back. Now, mind you, I have had had two brain surgeries. And I currently have a tumor in my brain. Therefore, to be able to remember something from that far back is most definitely pulling from the archives of my mind. However... What made this moment so very special to me is the fact that the unpredictable happened. Take a wild guess. And I bet that you still won't be able to guess it because you had to have been there. There was a moment during the concert when Diana Ross herself asked the little children to come down on the stage with her. I'll never forget it. I turned and looked at my mom for permission. She nodded yes. So, and then she smiled. And with glee, I scurried down the stairs only to be stopped by a security guard who attempted to prevent me from continuing down those flight of stairs where Diana Ross stood looking so beautiful as ever. To this day, I don't
don't remember who convinced the security guard to let me get by. Or if I just forced my way through past him. But what I do remember is that I ended up on that stage sharing the same time and space with Miss Diana Ross. At one point, she sang the song, We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones who make a brighter day. So let's start giving. Do you remember that song? Pull it out the archives of your mind. <laughs> if you do. Go to YouTube or Google it and allow those world, words to resonate with you even now. We are the world. We are the children. We are the ones who make a brighter day. So let's start giving. What a glorious moment <clears throat> that was. But then Miss Ross <laughs> took it to an even higher level. And as the children, myself included, began to leave the stage, she kissed as many of us as she could on the cheek. And I, yes, I, was one of those children who received a kiss on my cheek from Miss Diana Ross. Herself, baby. Not many people, aside from my mother, knows that this happened to me. Amazing how I've survived two brain surgeries. And I still remember that moment like it happened two seconds ago. What monumental moments have you buried in your mind? Maybe it's time to pull from them and pull from the archives of your mind. I love you, love Teresa. So I hope that I was able to encourage someone. <clears throat> I never, ever profess to be a singer, honey. So, yeah, charge it to my head, not my heart. <laughs> and I probably got the lyrics wrong. Let me tell you that much. However, look it up. Enjoy it. Have fun. Yes. Just, you know, sometimes you just got to go all the way back. You just got to go all the way back to those moments when you had not a care in the world. It's like that sometimes. And it's okay. Sometimes you got to go all the way back to your childhood when you literally were not worried about what bill is due on what day and what time do I got to get this and when I got to pick this person up. And sometimes you got to go all the way back to the archive of your mind when you were that little child in the moment enjoying the presence of beautiful people and just sit there. Sit there for a moment and take in how you felt, take in what, what it smelled like, take in the smiles on people's faces, take in the smiles 
on your parents' faces, take it in, even on your own. Whatever moment in the archive of your mind that you have just pressed so down that whenever you get stressed, you don't even know how to pull it up. Take time out to figure out where it's gone. Pull it up. Meditate on those good thoughts. Meditate on those good memories. If for nothing else, than to keep your sanity. Be encouraged. I am going to conclude this episode. And like I always say, please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.